Radio Tiny House is on the air. Our shed home has been shared more than one million times on the internet. Kind of cool, but kind of weird too. Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, we're welcoming in right now Kimberly Herrera. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, how are you guys? Uh, good. good. How are you this morning? I'm sitting here with my fur babies drinking some coffee. Yay, Excellent. Perfect. Co- coffee's always good. I haven't had enough today. Yes. <laughs> Well, your house is so beautiful, and I've been promising people to this interview, so we're going to do it. Now, Kimberly didn't really want to be on video, and as some of you know that we uh, have been doing some of these interviews face-to-face, but I also don't want to, if you're, if our guests are not comfortable on video, because not everybody is, and honestly, it took me a while to get comfortable, I don't want to stop that. So you can see Kimberly's beautiful face on our uh, stream yard here and uh, we'll just work that way and she can uh, drink her coffee and doesn't even have to have any makeup on that's that's, that's <laughs> why i again um another time i'll get comfortable with being on camera <laughs> well we can practice uh barry work you know works every day early on his makeup yes it, it takes me a while to do my makeup and i'm seriously <laughs> thinking about hiring a makeup artist well, to yeah. come help me <laughs> well, being a makeup artist, I have COVID hair, and I I just texted my hair guy and said, "Oh, come on, I have got to get my hair done." So I'm gonna mask up and go get my hair cut. The, the funny thing is, Kimberly, I you know I take so much time with my hair as well. Um, but um, Beth, yeah. while while this has been going on, Beth has been cutting my hair, and right. she's been doing an excellent job on it because you can't really do much to my hair, but she won't let me cut her hair, and I think that's just terribly unfair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so not happening. It Keep your hands away from my hair. All right. So obviously, with Radio Tiny House, we want you to subscribe if you're in on this crazy podcast right. this morning. <laughs> subscribe on YouTube. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts yes. as well. Okay. Go. So you ready? Yeah. We moving on? Yes. So this is our episode 19. We're calling it Faded Charm. Kimberly, that will resonate with you because I believe that's your YouTube uh, Instagram handle. I'm sorry. Um, But this is what I first saw on somebody else's Facebook group. And I went, oh, my God, look at that cabin. So I want you to tell us about that. Um, We've got a few pictures uh, and the first thing I asked Kimberly was, where's the bathroom? I didn't see any bathroom pictures. And your answer, Kimberly, was? We have a bathroom yet. We are working on it right yes. now. Actually, it'll probably be ready come summertime. Excellent. Um, so tell me this. You said you just told me this is a cabin that you guys are hand building. This is not a technically a shed, but in my mind, it's a tiny house, clearly. Can you tell me what the dimensions are and uh, do you live in this full time or is this a vacation cabin that I'm looking at? It's basically our just our little vacation cabin. It's about an hour and a half away from where we live. So we're able to go out there um, pretty much every weekend. Uh, So it's kind of our weekend cabin. Cool. Cool. Now, I've seen pictures of this cabin in the snow and in fact, I will have one. So I know you probably get more snow there than where you do right now. Yes. Yes, we do. Got it. Yeah, you've got several pictures of your house in different directions, but it's basically a one room building, right? Yeah, what we did is I wanted it to be very open, um, 
open space, open living and kitchen space. And right. eventually the plan is to possibly do a loft over the living room space. And then there'll be a breezeway going out into our bedroom bathroom, which will be in a separate small building. Kind of I love uh, that awesome. plan. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Beth calls those exploded houses. We're going to move on to the next picture here. Let's see. Ah, there's your little cabin now. Um, so there it is. Yep. There it is. So I love, of course. So can you tell me the dimensions of what I'm looking at? It's 16 by 32. It has 16 uh, foot ceilings. And we just added the porch, which is uh, 10 by 32. Got I, like, it. I like the big porch. Yeah. And I love your big eaves. Um, so tell me, is this on... I see that this is a raised foundation. What kind of foundation do you have this little cabin on? Uh, it's a block foundation. Like concrete we, block? Uh, or is it standing up on piers? Uh, no, concrete block. We did um, we did footings. We dug up footings and then laid cement and then put concrete um, wall, basically. Filled that in with cement and then started from there. Excellent. Excellent. Now, the, I see 10. Did you just affix that to the outside of the concrete block? Is that what I'm looking at? Yes. Yes, Got we it. did. I wanted it covered up, and I love the old tin, so that's what we did. I love it. Um, and now, um, so, and people ask all the time, can I see two sheds together? So when you get your second, when you get your bathroom master on, of course, I want you to come back. But I try to encourage people not to think about cutting into their roof lines, but to do something like a porch that leads on, like your porch, let's say, using that as an example, having something like that that leads to the other building, which is what you sound like you're going to do when you yes. add your master. What are they called? Uh, um, French doors in, uh -huh. our, in our kitchen. So the French doors will lead out into the little breezeway and then the breezeway will go into the bedroom bathroom. I love it. Yeah. That's a great me idea. Messing with roof lines is a pain. hard and expensive and you might not get it right. And then your roof leaks. And I think that's a grand plan. Okay. Yes. Um, let's go to the next picture. Right. I, by the way, am I seeing real windows here? These are not shed windows. These are thermopane windows. You know, we had a very small budget, so we all our windows were given to us by a friend. They were um, remodeling their in construction business, so they were remodeling a house, and the homeowner wanted new windows, which there was nothing wrong with those windows. Um, so we got all those windows for free. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, yeah. there are deals like that all the time, especially right now during COVID when people are doing a lot of moving and remodeling and changing um, exactly. so I would encourage people to keep their eyes out. And I know a lot of the stuff I'm seeing is also thrifted, but, and this is your faded charm living is your Instagram. Now, do you have a thrift shop or some, what is that? Do you work around the whole notion of thrifted items? Um, well, I used to have a little resale shop here on my property. In fact, the building that is going to be our bedroom and bathroom right now used to be my resale shop. And I sold, um, 
clothing, jewelry, purses, shoes, that type of thing. And I also did consignment. So I decided to close that down. And now we're going to use that building, which is a 12 by 24. Um, it's a barn style building right now. But we're going right. to eventually put a pitch on it to match our house. What am I seeing on your walls? And what am I seeing on your ceilings? Okay, the ceilings are um, blue beetle kill pine. That's what I suspected. Uh, I love it. A lot it. of the pine trees up north, yeah, they were killed by um, killed by the beetles, of course. So a, right. a local uh, sawmill was sawing was milling this wood. So I actually got all the wood for free as well on a barter. What did you barter for a whole <laughs> ceiling full of wood? Or maybe I shouldn't ask. <laughs> Well, <laughs> actually, um, a, so a friend of mine that used to be in the business with me with my little resale business, she was from uh, originally from Alabama. So when she moved, she couldn't take a lot of the things with her. So she gave me um, a pedal bike that her husband used to have. Um, and when he passed away, of course, she stayed with it and she couldn't take it back with her. So she told me, you can just have it. I don't. You know, I don't care what you do with it. So we had it in our garage for probably over a year. So when I saw the ad for the wood, it said, you know, trade or for sale. So I asked him, you know, what he was interested in trading for. So he said, well, what do you have? So I showed him the bike. He said, let's do it. So we traded the bike for the wood. That's that is cool. amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Well, now, you know, that's probably worth $10,000 at the way lumber prices are going. <clears throat> yes, it's it's definitely at the time it was probably over thirty five hundred. That's wow. amazing, and now God knows what it would be. Okay, now what's on your walls? What am I seeing on your walls? Kind of like what they use on sheds right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, not, smart slide we call it, or yes, LP. Basics. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. But so I it's made it horizontally instead of vertically. I like. Yeah, I like it that. It looks great. Actually, that's a great idea. We have that on the outside of our house. You've probably seen our house. And it's ours is the vertical, you know, normal standard shed looking stuff. But you've put that on the interior. And honestly, I think this is the first one I've seen done this way. I've seen lots of things on the insides of these cabins. But <clears throat> that's pretty cool. I like it. Looks it, lo good. it looks like shiplap in the picture. It really does. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted, but I didn't want to spend the money for Yeah, and shiplap. We have a tiny little bit in our house, and that's so expensive. Yeah, shiplap is crazy. Yeah, that looks good. And so did you whitewash it, like, with a thin mix of uh, paint, or how did you get it, that treatment? It does, it's obviously whitewashed somehow. Cheapest one that you, you can buy, so it's got a lot, a lot of texture. I think most people use this probably for... Um, barns like sidings on barns so it's it's got a lot a lot of texture so um when i painted it all i did was use regular paint that i had left over from my house the same color and everything and it's a flat uh flat paint water-based and all i did was use a roller just with an easy hand i didn't go too hard so it kind of right. painted it but it left you know the grooves and texture to show i love the look i love the look thank you and of course thank you the big deer head just makes it seem so cabiny, and I know some people might be offended by that these days, but I just think it just makes me feel like I'm transported to a whole different place. I love it. My husband's father, um, that was his, and when he passed away, he gave it to my husband. So I kind of had to compromise on that because I'm not necessarily the biggest fan, but he loves it because it was his dad's.
Right. I mean, it is striking when you see that room and you've got that big deer head up there. I mean, it says a lot about it's actually an elk. Face. Elk. Oh, well, that's an elk, right? An elk. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. So it's really striking. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. if it were me, I'd put a speaker up there, hit a hide a speaker, and then get a microphone. And when people come over, I'd talk through oh, that, through the that, elk. Uh, yes, he probably would actually. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. All right. So, um, am I looking at other thrifted items in your living room? I bet I am. Basically, everything is thrifted. I mean, it's a very rare occasion that it's not thrifted. Probably the hanging picture of the tree is yeah. probably the only thing that I can see right now that wasn't thrifted. And of course, since our uh, podcast is Radio Tiny House, the first thing I saw was the antique radio. Yep. Because Barry is a radio classics crazy person. Hence the name oh. Radio Tiny House. So I love that little radio there. I got that for $5 at the Habitat for Humanity. And they told, sold it to me for $5 because they said it didn't work. I got home and I plugged it in and it works perfectly fine. <laughs> I love that. All right. Next. It probably didn't work at the Habitat store because it wasn't plugged in. Maybe. <laughs> Is there anything before? Wait, before we leave this room, is there anything else you want to talk about? I love the trunk. I love the way you've got that as extra storage for your probably your blankets. Yes. Um, I I I've gotten almost a lot of the furniture at the Habitat for Humanity and on Facebook Market. I mean, if you're in search for, um, you know, to 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 furnish your home, those are the great places to look because you can get great deals. You're about to get ready to see the kitchen. You can sort of see it in the back, peeking through. Well, there you go. I love, well, first off, I love the old stove. I love the giant pile of wood in your space. And I love the way you did the rocks. So will you tell me about those? Sure. The stove was my husband's grandmother's. And when she passed away, she gave it to my father-in-law and my mother-in-law. And they had it in their garage for the longest time. And, you know, then my father-in-law passed away. And my mother-in-law said, I'm never going to use it anywhere. So, you know, I'm going to save it for you, she told my husband. So when the idea of us wanting to do, you know, our, our little home, um, that was always my first choice as a stove. So right. there it is. It's in our house now. And I love it. It's probably my favorite thing in the whole house. And it's, you haven't converted it or anything. It's just a wood stove, correct? It's just a wood stove, yes. Well, I'm sure that took some technique learning how to actually go from electric or gas to a wood stove. You know, not really, because I, I have a wood stove in our house as well, our full-time oh. house. So I'm used to doing, you know, sometimes when the electricity would go out, because out here living in the country, we lose electricity sometimes so i cook on our wood stove um so no not really it's i love cooking breakfast especially on it it's my favorite thing to do well plus it i guess it helps heat the space as well that's our only source of heat right now actually oh wow so even better yep. um so do you leave it yep. like so in the nighttime, when you have a wood stove like this, or even any wood stove, but do you sort of bank it at night and then in the morning you get up and you sort of start it up again? Is that how you manage it? Um, we, yeah, well, we'll get up maybe two times through the night and feed it. And and then I have an, a little electric heater 
um, that looks kind of like a fireplace also in the space. So when that eventually just goes out, then we just leave the little electric heater on through the night and that gets us yeah. until the morning. Yeah, that's good. Now tell me about the rock wall. I'm assuming there's kind of um, some cement board or some sort of anti-flammable thing in the back behind those rocks. How did you do that? Yes. Yes, there is cement cement board and all the rock we got from a neighbor. He gave us all the rock. So all our rock was free. He had skirted his house and done his pillars on his uh, porch with that rock. And I saw that he had some left over. So I asked him if he was willing to sell me a little bit. And he's so nice. He just said, come and pick up what you need and you can have it. So he gave us all the rock for free. Uh, so my husband and I put up the rock ourselves and um, we were a little bit short. So what I did is I'd go out to the yard and just pick some real rock. Uh, um, and we filled in the gaps wherever, um, wherever it was needed. Cool. So if ever I build again, I'm just taking you with me. <laughs> like you'll have to come over here and go, can I have that? Because people give you stuff free. Yes. My husband tells me that. He says, I don't know what it is about you. But people are going to sell it to you eventually. By the time you finish speaking to them, you've already gotten it for free. So the <laughs> the double doors, are, did you get those free or did you actually have to spend money for the French doors? <laughs> those I actually spent money on, but I got them on Facebook Market. So I only paid 250 for those doors. Yeah, we have a, pair, a, a set of French doors that I long story, but I ended, we were going to have a, we had a shed on our spot and we were going to put the, um, garden tractor in it or the you know the lawnmower garden tractor is an elevated term for what it is but yeah. anyway so i wanted french doors so we went and got these french doors they're 75 dollars. i was so excited we finally got them up and in our little shed that garden tractor has not been in that shed once nope and now it has goats living in it so all the oh uh, my gosh. all the windows we've had to they've either knocked them out one or two of them i had spray painted them white so people couldn't look in there because it would, did did have a tools in it for a little mm -hmm. while. And now it's covered with tin, which the goats bang on when they're ready to get out in the morning. <laughs> so my beautiful French doors that were $75 are now housing Waylon and Willie and Tabby. And Tabby. The goats. <laughs> <laughs> but I only spent $75 awesome. for them. Well, this, this, uh, that was the, we built a, a, a pallet shed, which I would recommend not, not to doing. do. And, right. um, it was our first building experience of recycled stuff. Right, and it was the first building on the property. Right. And so it was a shed, and then uh, we were going to turn it into a pub. Yeah, and then we got for, uh, Just to have on our property, and um, now the goats are in it. Now we have So goats. if we ever get rid of the goats, it's going to go back to a pub, and this time it'll just be the goat head pub. Right. <laughs> Yeah, some days Waylon might be up on that wall. Yeah, we, ha that. we have one goat that is uh, difficult. Yes. Well, I had a question. Where do you get your wood? Yeah, we buy a semi load of wood. So um, because we burn our, my house is about 2000 square feet and it's only heated by our wood stove. From a wood stove is the best and it heats my whole house. Actually, I have my front door open right now and it's about 66 degrees outside. <laughs> because it's hot in here yeah i know it's harder to control the temperature um one last thing i wanted to ask you about the rocks on the side the back they look really huge do you worry that that big white rock's gonna fall on your foot oh, they're fake rocks oh they're, they're full rocks. rocks oh yeah they're 
they're full rock. So they're cut in half and it's basically, it's kind of like a cement resin type of thing. So they're not very heavy and they're only half of a rock. And then they're stuck on with mortar. Yes. They look really real. I was fooled. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Clearly. I was like, wow, if that big rock fell off that wall, that'd kill (laughs) you. Yeah, no, they're fake and they're very, very lightweight. So no problem. Cool. I like that. That's it's beautiful. All right. Now. All right. Moving on. Now that kitchen. kitchen. I want to hear all about it. I think I see an armoire cut in half, but I could be wrong. It's actually, um, it is a hutch that came in two pieces and I bought that. Uh, for $75 off Facebook market. The girl that I bought it from, she was a young girl and I guess her grandfather had given it to her and she was moving into a small apartment and didn't have space for it. So she sold it to me and I thought it was in one piece, but then I realized the sides um, had like little brackets that you could take it apart. And when I placed it in the spot, our ceilings are so high. I I didn't like how low it looked in one piece. So I just had my husband attach the top piece higher on the wall and kept the bottom piece for countertop. I love it. But it looks like you've got, you know, two pretty good cabinets. I don't remember if I have another picture of this, but um, tell me about the sink. I'm sure there are all kinds of recycled things in here and I want to hear all about it. So the sink um, is uh, an old vintage sink and I got that for $50 off Facebook market as well. We still haven't put in the faucet because we don't have our water connected yet. We'll be doing all of that this summer. So when we go, we just use, um, you know, bottled water and that type of thing and wash it right. yeah. from water from our spigot, from our spigot outside. Right. But, um, um, the other cabinet in the kitchen was off of Facebook market as well. I got that for $50 along with the countertop. So, it worked out perfect. And then my table and chairs, my chairs, I paid $20 off. Um, I got those actually at the Habitat for Humanity. And the table is from, oh, years and years and years ago, I bought that and had it on my back patio. Um, and then I just decided to take it out there. Now, the rug that's in your kitchen, is that thrifted? That one is not thrifted. That one actually, um, I did a collaboration with Boutique Rugs. And um, that's where I got that rug. It's lovely. I love it. Okay. Uh, Kimberly, everybody asks us about cost. How much did it cost? But here's the question. Do you have any idea what your running total is by now? I Obviously, you haven't done the bathroom. That always adds some cost. Yeah. Um, so what, how we did it was we didn't want to get in debt doing this. And we so we had a camper. Um, it was a 32-foot travel trailer. And uh-huh. we decided to sell it, and that was the money we were going to use as our budget. So we sold it for fifteen thousand, and um, that is what we put into it, plus five thousand out of our own savings. So we have about twenty thousand. I'm going to say now about twenty two hundred because with the porch, the porch costs us about two thousand. So about twenty two thousand right now. Does that include your land, or is that just for the cabin? That's just for the cabin. We already have the land, so um, so no, that's that's separate from the cabin. And uh, whatever the other thing I didn't think to ask, are there any particular codes in your place where this cabin is, as far as size or building? Have you had to get permitting? Tell me about the permitting 
code process there? Um, that pretty much was was very easy. There's not very there's not a lot of laws and codes and stuff that you had to meet. We are basically calling it a like a hunting cabin right now since it doesn't have the electrical right. um, and the water connected. Um, it's on the property. We have septic, we have water, and we have electrical on the property. We just haven't connected it to the cabin yet. Um, we've had exp inspections and everything, yes. Starting this whole process, we thought about buying a shed, but my husband, since he builds, he just said, you know, I think I can build, you know, a bigger home for what we're going to spend, um, you know, build, buying a shed. So that, plus I could design it the way I wanted it because my heart was set on high ceilings. So, you know, if you are able to do it yourself, I would say do it yourself, just because the experience of doing it ourselves has been so awesome. I mean, literally my husband and I and one friend built this. Oh, so, awesome. um, yeah, so, and it took us two months to get it completely dried in, all the whole exterior, the roof and everything. It took us two months. We started in, in August and we finished October 31st. And then oh, wow. we started working on the inside. So um, we worked very hard, but I would not change one single thing about it. It was, I mean, the memories, the experience, it makes me even get choked up because it's been our dream, you know? So right. I love it and I wouldn't change a thing. I awesome. love it too. I, you know, I, you know, we see a lot of things in these groups and I saw yours and stopped. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to chase her down. Do you ever think that you might live here full time or is this always just going to be a getaway for you guys? No, it's definitely my goal to, to be there full time. Um, my husband and I are both home. We're both retired. Um, so he just does side jobs now. But I find that he's very much more busy now that he's retired than when he actually worked. Right. <laughs> we might have to do yeah. a podcast on that. That wife knows, doesn't it? Yeah. You told me... Um, six months ago that I'd be doing a, a podcast, much less a video podcast, because we do both audio and video, I would have just totally laughed at you. So we just never know where life's going to take us. Right, right. That's right. So my my goal is to eventually live there full time because I absolutely love it. I I, I don't know. I When I come home, of course, I, I love my home here. It's just over there. I find such peace that I don't even know how to explain it. But yeah. um, we have my mother-in-law and my and my mom um, that live next to us. So, you know, coming home and, and knowing that we're with them and they're safe because we're here and we can take care of them. And, you know, yes, we don't want to leave them. So no. until one day that they're gone, that won't be that that'll be the day that we move. And until then, we'll be here with them and just enjoy it on the weekends. All right. Thanks so much, Kimberly. This was awesome. I've been telling my followers on Instagram, you know, that I've, I'm going to do this and then something happens, of course. But um, I'm excited for them to hear because, um, of course, I have a home decor uh, account on Instagram. So I share home decor for my house and for the cabin. And so people are very interested on, you know, all the information on the cabin that I'm not able to just say on my right. Instagram page. Right. Yeah, I'm close to 10,000 uh, followers. Wow. So Good job. I will try to get you some followers. That would be awesome. That's be awesome. awesome. That's great. Cool. 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 Okay. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Uh, by hook or by crook, yes. we did the uh, the Kimberly Herrera interview. She's sweet and wonderful and very patient with her technology. Yeah, or uh, somebody's technology. Uh, yes, yeah, somebody's technology. We, we're gonna clean it up and fix it. Yes. Um, 
so um moving on with our our normal kind of podcasting we've got uh uh another reason for going shetty uh yeah but i want to change it barry's okay. barry's had privacy up here yeah, but i want to talk about family communication and oh, commune oh well sure yeah so she just brought that up right so kimberly um as you just heard in the interview you know, we talk about all the different reasons people do this. And we did this partly because we wanted our family to be close. Right. We bought um, we bought enough property to where we could build a family uh, compound. A f- uh, yes. And um, one of our daughters doesn't want to be here. And that's cool. I mean, that's uh, we're not going to, you know, obviously force them to be here. But no. uh, our other daughter wanted to be here and right. wa- and we love having her and the grandkids here. So. Right. You know, Kimberly mentioned uh, having her family near and her mom and dad in the property and back and forth, uh, everybody living kind of on the same prop- property. And I think that's a huge reason, particularly now that we've seen COVID yep. to have a family compound and either like with, as we mentioned, grandkids or parents. Right. So um, and we, that sort of leads us into our next a bullet point we had on our list, which is um, accessory dwelling units. Right. Uh, they're really trending pretty high right now. They're still trending. They've same, been trending for a while. For that same reason, I think a lot of people are doing it in two ways. They're putting or putting people, family members on their property with them. Right. Or they're seeing such a need for additional, less expensive housing. They're letting people rent. Right. Um, accessory dwelling units on their property, you know, like in California, for sure, they've just approved these, but there's other ones that are getting approved too. Atlanta just didn't um, approved accessory dwelling units. I haven't read the regs on that. Sometimes accessory dwelling units won't let you pay, charge rent right. for that. You'll need, if you decide that's the way you need to go, you need to do your research. But anyway, um, I think that combines really well with kind of our point today that, you know, Kimberly has her family living on a property. And I think that I think that's meaningful. So some news. You want to hop into that now? Yeah. All right. We, are you done with ADUs? I am. I, I, because we're just, I mean, I like that idea. I do too. Mul- multi-generational living. families and living. Um, uh, tiny house news. Seattle, big city, Pacific Northwest. We lived in that area for a while. Mm-hmm. A beautiful, beautiful part of the country. Um, two, mo- two months out of the year? <laughs> well, three, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yes. When it was always still coat weather on Remember the Fourth of July. Five degrees of comfort. <laughs> I only like I don't like cold and rainy and dark. So Seattle has uh, received uh, pledges from the business community for a million dollars to put to um, the continuation of their tiny house villages that they've got out there for the homeless. Right. And. Um, They've been doing that for a while. Um, and they will need a lot more money for Seattle to have homeless. Yeah. They, and, you know, it's expensive there and their homeless population continues to grow because it's so expensive there. So I think a million dollars is just a drop, a in, the drop in the bucket. But that's but that's just to get it going. keep it. Yeah. Keep it going for a while. But they did say what they needed eight million dollars to continue with all the the tiny house villages that they have around Seattle for right. the homeless. Which but basically. From what I can gather, they're kind of like wooden tents. They don't have right. plumbing. They're, they don't have any. They're tiny. I mean, they're very tiny. But it keeps people off the street, and it puts a roof over their head, and mm. they have heat. Dry. Uh, and and they're dry. So uh, so that's important. But this is really a push from the business community because they want the, the city to do something about the homeless population right. out there. Right. 
And then St. Paul. Uh, St. Paul is is uh, doing the same thing. They've unveiled a new plan uh, to use tiny houses to help solve the uh, what they call the uh, unhoused. Uh, what was it exactly? Let's see here. Uh, unhoused homeless uh, issue. Uh, now, isn't that a double now, negative? It, it <laughs> is. Now, it's uh, the, the funny thing. Of the, well, it's not funny, I guess. It's interesting. Um, if I were going to be homeless, I would go someplace warm. Yes, I wouldn't Saint be in St. Paul, Paul or is, Seattle. Is, uh, I just get on Highway 5 for Seattle and yeah. start hitchhiking south. Of course, you can't often decide where you're going to be homeless. Sometimes it just happens. Right. Um, but they only had, um, I think it was 170 uh, unhoused homeless people on the streets in St. Paul, which I mean, is re- which is really way too cool. many in a St. Paul winter. Yeah, I mean, my really gosh. Cool. So they're doing the same thing. Yeah. T- tiny houses for the homeless. And we've said this on this podcast before, that that's a great way to take care of the homeless population in, in all of our cities. And, and it's not just major cities that have homelessness. It's almost every community in the country now that is, is affected right. by some of course, uh, we're big advocates for tiny houses yep. and think that's a way to solve a lot of problems. That's, and, you know, mothers of small children who need a place. There's yep. just lots of reasons to be able to do that. But as we've talked about before, there are so many laws that keep you from being able to do that, um, that it becomes really complicated. So yes. that's why we're here to try to help people figure out how complicated, get it uncomplicated, but also design and inspiration. Look what Kimberly did with yep. that. I mean, She's she's in at twenty two thousand dollars for her little uh, shed. Right. They don't they, have to get plumbing in it yet. They built it all themselves. They built it all themselves. Worked really hard. They're putting the work in now, and they'll have the rewards later. Right. Um. Instead of having and well, they have you know, the rewards goals. now. They just can't go to they the don't bathroom. Live there you know. Full time, but yeah. But they also have no debt. They yep. Debt free, and I just you know we're we're really advocates for that if we can. All right. I think it's time to move on. All right. So upcoming workshop. Yep, get it done in 2021. Um, if you go to my tough shed home, my, I'll post the event there. I haven't picked the date yet. It'll probably it's usually about mid February, mid to the end of February. I'll need to look. At, it's always on a Saturday because people work. So we'll do the get it done in 2021 because if you don't build your shed or your tiny house this year, next year I can promise you it's going to cost more money. Right. Right. And this is the building season: March, April, May, June. That's when it's time to build. By July, I'm not going out there, but by then you should have your house set in because it's too hot. But anyway, so get it done in 2021. We're trying to help inspire people and tell them how they can get right. their home done in 2021. So it'll be on My Tough Shed Home, which uh, is... Which one? My Tough Shed Home on, on Facebook? Facebook. Okay, so... That's where I post the events. It's right. on Facebook. Good. I know some of you are not on Facebook as much, um, but also that's where I'm hosting my events. So sorry about that. And then um, if you need to get in touch with us. Us at uh, RadioTinyHouse.com. But you can also uh, find us at My Tough Shed Home on Facebook, uh, Radio Tiny House on YouTube, which you're watching now, perhaps. Right. Uh, and if you are watching now, subscribe. We'd love to like have Like the some... videos. We're, right. we're trying to, uh, we want to get to how many? Uh, our hundred subscribers uh, is our is first, our first goal. goal. Uh, again, RadioTinyHouse at gmail.com is the email address. If you've got questions, if you've got comments. Uh, if you, or if you if, know somebody we should be interviewing, please right? If you let know somebody know. we should be interviewing, or if you want the recipe to Beth's wonderful chocolate sauce that she makes, that he keeps telling the, me I should sell. We're I'm not like, actually oh, no, no, not don't that. write for that because we're not giving that away. <laughs> no, that's my secret. <laughs> that recipe. is her secret recipe. 
Yes, that should be bottled. It should no, be. I'm not bottling. I'm not bottling chocolate sauce. Mama Beth's. <laughs> so we have this family joke about my my grandmother name, right? And so my our first granddaughter ended up calling me Nani, which I didn't know it at the time, but it's an Italian for grandmother. Right. But um, I just said, look, I don't care what you call me. Just never call me Big Mama. <laughs> so now you're sort of getting close to that. With I, did, I didn't Mama's say Big Mama. Chocolate sauce. Did I say Mama. <laughs> I'm not Big Mama. Big Mama's chocolate sauce would be, <laughs> be awesome. <laughs> I think we're having too much fun. All right. Y'all have a great day. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with us. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm not Big Mama. And no, she is not Big Mama. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's me again. Thanks for listening to Radio Tiny House. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so at radiotinyhouse at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our Facebook page, which is My Tough Shed Home. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.